This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. 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 Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week here on the podcast, we discuss a different dating topic. This week's episode is not everything goes as planned. It doesn't. We're going to tell you why it hasn't for us in a little bit. Also in the lineup, we are talking about what's new in dating news, why it might be okay to keep secrets after all, ooh, and how to get over a breakup quicker. Then we are going to dive into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. But first, Angela, what's going on with your week and what what is not gone planned for you? <laughs> well, yeah, in the in the spirit of our episode, not everything going as planned. Uh, let's talk about my professional life. Yeah. So we've kind of hinted at, about it a little bit on the podcast of what's going on with, we, we've got like a lot of different professional things, right? We've got professional stuff we do together. And mm-hmm. then we also have our own like little side hustles. Yeah. And like on a positive note, did I plan that I would have a podcast with you one day that would be super successful? No. So that's like a really cool thing that I didn't plan for. Yeah. That the, it was really, I didn't plan on that. Right. It was a hobby that we were doing when we were doing sketch comedy. Who would have known we would do a podcast and then for a hot minute we were out in LA pitching a TV show. Uh, we wrote a pilot script. Should I catch people up? I or mean, no? let's do like the abridged version. Okay, I, I'm good at that. Reader, I call it the Reader's Digest version. Not I, does, Is Reader's Digest even around anymore? No, but I feel like the phrase is. Okay, that's good. Translates. Um, we got our show got picked up by a network. And we wrote a pilot script together and that's what we've been working on for like the last, I don't know, it feels like like two years of our life was like our pitching all this. Yeah. But for the last few months, we we wrote this pilot script and we were very excited. The The network bought it. I left my day job. She left her day job. Our, our book got optioned. Like things were cool. I also left my day job. I was like freelance. I was a journalist. So I was doing freelance writing on the side. And Angela, you were doing like some freelance marketing on the side too. Right. You were a marketer before. Yes. Before comedy. Um, and then recently we found out that the network had passed and that we were not going to have a, a season. Now it's with some other network. It might still happen. Who fucking knows right. with this shit? But <laughs> in the meantime, we had to get like you wanted to like get back you wanted to get a real job while we were done writing pilots right right i mean gotta pay the bills but i also need something flexible because we do have so many creative things going on yes so in the meantime i'm temping and i think when you first went to like apply for temping you're like all right I was like a marketing director. I have a book published like i'm going to like have my pick of the litter right i yes and turns out in new york city it's pretty competitive for creative type jobs. Yeah, you're competing against like Yale, Princeton, Harvard graduates who I'm, like have master's degrees and like right whatever. Yeah, the cream of the crop is here. So like, oh, you wrote a book, you have an iTunes top ten podcast. So does my mother. Like, no one gives a shit. <laughs> That's basically every <laughs> recruiter that I've met. Um, what is their mom's podcast? I would I love to be, listen to some mother's podcast. Um, I mean, doesn't Jake Hurwitz's mom have a podcast? Yeah, she does. So, there you go. There you go. Uh, um, so it was like a struggle, right? Yeah, it's like hard on the ego. So that that has been tough. That's been like going on. And I think that 
this is a dating podcast. How has that been affecting my relationship? I mean, I feel like my confidence has been low. I've been a little depressed. So I like take it out on the person that I'm closest with. So I'm just like disgruntled, like angry lady. So what, like in what kind of ways would you take it out on Ian? Well, I feel like if he comes home and I'm sitting on the couch and he doesn't say anything, I'm like, I've done things today. (laughs) You're looking at me like I don't do anything, but I'm contributing. He's like, I haven't said anything. (laughs) It's okay. When Nick left today to go edit some podcasts, I was working still. Well, I had my pajama top on, but I had put pants on. So I had put regular pants on with a pajama top. It was a step. pants on. And I was, I was working. Working, I was writing, but I don't. I just didn't want to use the office today because it doesn't have windows. So I wanted to work in bed. So he left while I was like still had a pajama top on while I was writing in bed. And like he probably thought I was like on Facebook. And in my head, he doesn't say anything, just like Ian. And and he doesn't care. He he knows I'm working. But I like in my head, I wanted to yell like I'm working on an article that I plan to submit. You know. <laughs> I get that. I totally get you just want to seem like a productive member of society. But we realize it's our own that way. It's our own insecurities. It's like they're not they're not thinking that about us. We're thinking about ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. We're projecting that onto them. So uh, and like for a period of time, Ian, my boyfriend was also he graduated grad school. Uh, he he went to Columbia for sustainability. Smart dude. Smart dude. But like, are there a ton of sustainability jobs in New York City? Turns out, no. So he also went through a period of unemployment. Um, where and then I think he also he went on an interview. I won't say which one, but one of our sponsors. And I, several actually with one of our sponsors. Several interviews. Well, yeah, he's gone to like they've done like networking events that he's gone to. He's like talked to people within the company a bunch of times. Wow. We really have no pull if we can't like get him a job. (laughs) I mean, with one of our sponsors. Yeah. (laughs) I think I do think he name dropped. Oh, cool. Oh, well, it didn't (laughs) help. It didn't help. help, But they were like, Oh yeah, we love them. (laughs) Oh, they're great. We're still not going to hire you. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's interesting how that kind of stuff, uh, takes its toll on your relationship when when two people are just like not feeling like their best selves or when things don't go as planned as planned yeah and you're like looking at people around you and like oh that person is getting married that person's buying a house that person has a good job we don't (laughs) (laughs) i think that's the hardest part is like comparing yourself to other people which we've done a lot of episodes about that like how you shouldn't do that but yeah, sometimes you can't help it. You can't help it. You 100% cannot help it. So how, is that, how has it been? Now you're working at a temp job. Yeah. So now we both, and he found something not in his field, but like something full time and like we're getting there. And it's it's interesting how like just going to a nine to five job every day really like amps up your your confidence. You're like, wow, I'm I'm a, I'm a productive person. I'm I'm like allowed to have fun now. Like I feel like it's hard to justify having fun when you don't feel like you're being productive. That's interesting. Like you feel like you have to punish yourself and not do things and not go places. I'm glad that it's like helped your confidence because I think on the first couple of days you were like, oh, I don't want to like get this person coffee like and then well, someone it's still completely beneath me but <laughs> it's nice to have a paycheck and it's cool i remember you said like someone found out you wrote a book and they were like what are you doing here <laughs> that's pretty much everyone's reaction uh yeah it's interesting and then a lot of people don't know my secret 
podcast in book right in life. And I think they'd be really shocked to find out. I think they'd be really shocked to be like, oh, hey, that girl that works here. Um, I could listen to a podcast about her first blowjob. <laughs> probably. <laughs> pro- probably would come as a shock. Do you think like you you would still get to keep your job, right? If they found out? You know, I don't know. It's not something I ever had to worry about until <laughs> recently. Now I'm like, hmm. I hope you don't get fired because of last week's episode. Don't worry, guys. We're not going to take all the old episodes down. <laughs> but maybe. Or should we? <laughs> or should we? <laughs> we'll see how this shakes out. Well, I think you're a baller for like staying strong because it is. New York is a competitive jungle. No matter what your accomplishments are, it, yeah. it's tough, man. Yeah. Even if, I mean, even if you have your dream job, you're still like looking over your shoulder someone at other has people. A, someone has a better dream job. Right. So you got to keep it all in perspective. Look at my accomplishments that I do have. All of you. (laughs) You're all I have, guys. Literally, sometimes. This is is all I have. It feels like all we have. (laughs) But uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you're cool. I think you're cool. Thank you. Things don't go as planned and you have stayed strong. And I'm excited to see. uh, I don't have a lot of my future planned out. So I'm excited to see what happens to my life in the future. A lot of things are exciting. It could be a twisty, turny thing. I could wind up doing anything. Yeah. What what hasn't worked out for you? Well, here's something that was not planned in my life. I never planned to find out that I was missing some organs inside of my body. This is a shocking fact about you. (laughs) So in the last few months, I have found out that I was born without a right kidney and without half of my uterus. And the fact that I didn't know this sooner uh, has definitely come as a shock. Yeah. I mean, you would think you would have gone to a doctor at some point. They would have noticed. I guess you've never had like an x-ray or... X-rays can't tell. They can only see bones. Oh, right. Dirt. It's okay. And no, but you would think like maybe there would be something, something like some kind of thing like, on the test. Yeah. So you found out through an ultrasound you had only, you had never had an ultrasound before? No. And, um, and the ultrasound was because a doctor thought maybe I had kidney stones because like many women our age, I am like Lena Dunham has portrayed <laughs> a lot on girls. I was getting a lot of UTIs, urinary tract infections for you people that don't know what that stands for. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah, that's what that means. Um, And so I was getting them a lot and she was like, oh, well, and then sometimes I would feel like I had the pain and but then I didn't. So anyway, she was like, let's see if you have kidney stones. So she sent me to get an ultrasound to see if I had kidney stones. And as the technician's like putting the wand over my, my left kidney, she's like, there's no kidney stones here. And she's like, let me, I'm trying to look for the right one. And uh, hold on one minute. And then she goes to get a second te- technician. I'm like, oh my God, like what's wrong with me? Do I have like a tumor? Like why is she bringing in a second technician? To make a long story short, they like couldn't find the other kidney. And I found out that I was born with one kidney, which you can live with one kidney. Yeah. I was going to say, what does this mean for you? What does this mean for your life? Well, if I had found it out younger, it would have affected perhaps how I was raised because kidneys are very unprotected organs. You know, they're like in the back yeah. where your ribs aren't. So they base if you were only born with one kidney, I mean, I'm a girl, but I wouldn't have been able to play football if I was a guy. And like I used but to, you did play sports. I right? did play sports. I played football. I used to like go snowboarding, and go off crazy jumps, and like I was very adventurous, never worrying about how I fell or if I got hurt. And to be fair, I've never, I don't know anybody who has injured a kidney so bad that they've had to get it removed. But the idea is, if you're only born with one, you should really take care of it. So you really shouldn't be doing any kind of action sports, any kind of 
any anything where you could like really potentially injure your kidney. No skiing, no snowboarding. And I would have felt very re- like, you know, repressed my whole life. Does this mean you'll never ski again? No, I think I went skiing since then. Wow. <laughs> I mean, at this point in my life. But yeah, it really did make me think like I'm probably not going to go off a crazy jump, you know, like I used to. Like one time I like blacked out and had to get carried down the mountain, you know. <laughs> Like, well, I, if that happened to me, I wouldn't do that again anyway. Yeah, but, that's true. but yeah. So I found out I was first missing a kidney and the doctors were like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, and then I was having like pain on my left side because I've always kind of had pain on my left side. And I didn't know why. And I've gotten x-rays. I couldn't figure out why. And when we had James Roar on the podcast, that's why I started going to acupuncture right. was for that like left side pain. And I finally figured out when I found out I was missing half of my right uterus, it's because I was like a pound heavier on my left side. So my body is a little uneven. So it's, it's surprising you don't walk with a little limp or something. I know. Thank God I don't. I'm, I'm like, I can notice it when I do yoga. I can balance better on my right side than my left. Like the lighter side, sense. I can balance a little better. So I just like didn't didn't plan. So anyways, I had to go get a bunch of tests because then they thought maybe I had cysts. And, and anyway, they found out I was missing like half my uterus through like a gazillion tests and MRIs and something where they shoot ink up you. And it's going to make it harder for me to have kids when I want to have kids. And that was something I definitely never thought about or planned right well i think that when you're younger you just you like take it for granted you're like yeah i'm you know one day i'll have kids i don't know i don't really think about the complications that could come up yeah i always was trying not to get pregnant yeah. I, did, I did i was like that girl in college that i would be on birth control also use a condom <laughs> and still sometimes go get the morning after pill <laughs> like i was so concerned with not getting pregnant can be too careful <laughs> I was like so paranoid about getting pregnant. Then I got an IUD, which, you know, I'm very, was a game changer for me. Right. Like I was like, okay, there's literally no way I can get pregnant and I don't have to remember to take a pill. I'm not going to get depressed being on the pill. I'm not going to gain weight. For me, I know everybody's di- body is different. So I hate those people that like advocate like you, everyone should get an I- I- right, right. IUD. But for me, I love the IUD. I was always trying not to get pregnant. I didn't know like how hard it was going to be. Yeah, I think that's how a lot of women are. Yeah, now I've been married two years, you know, we're like talking about it and it there's it's going to be some complications. So I just wanted to talk about this because I feel like fertility issues are they're they're not it's like ta- it's still taboo for whatever reason. And yeah, people don't true. people don't talk about them enough and I've been talking with friends that have, you know, I have a friend who went off birth control and like didn't get her period for a year and just a lot of friends that have gone through issues that are kept really quiet because it's like oh what's wrong with you you know right and that's the thing is you're like oh my god there's something like wrong with me i'm a flawed person but it's pretty common to have all these issues. i mean not to have not ha- not there, have it, yeah. half your organs <laughs> i'm like but there like, is actually but, something wrong with me <laughs> but to have like like yeah complications when you go off birth control yeah i do have to say you know this is a relationship co- podcast. Um, like Nick has been so supportive. It's been really nice. I feel like That's it's good. kind of brought us a little closer together. Oh. Yeah, he's been really sweet about it. He doesn't really know how to talk about it per se. He's right. kind of like, oh, what do you need from me? <laughs> you know? But he's like, he's just, I know he's there for me, which is, I guess, all you can do. I mean, that's super important. It yeah. Can, it can feel lonely. Yeah, I can. Feel, it was felt really lonely the day I had to like go through, go to all the tests. I almost had a friend. He couldn't come because he had class that day, but I was like all 
like nervous because the tests I read online, don't read message boards, by the way, they're people, <laughs> but like this one test I needed was painful. So I, I was like, oh, I'm going to take like six Tylenol and I accidentally took Tylenol PM oh my and then God. my uncle told me to take a Xanax because I was so nervous. So I <laughs> was on another planet. It was actually very dangerous. Like I could not walk to the subway. Oh like, my God. I wasn't like, wait, don't, I don't know if I, do I know about this? I don't think so. I showed up for the doctor. <laughs> As soon as I saw that, there was like five doctors because it was really just one guy, but I like saw five <laughs> and I was like, and he was like trying to explain what's about to happen. And I was just like, my eyes were like going and I was like, I'm really sorry, but I accidentally took too many Tylenol and uh, I, I'm like really woozy right now. And he's like, it's okay. Like it looks <laughs> like a drunk person showed up at his office to get a test taken. Yeah. <laughs> that was quite the day but I, i'm sure you were super relaxed it didn't hurt at all <laughs> <laughs> not that we're advocating this no i was like why were people saying this hurt this is fun do you want to do it again <laughs> i'll remember that yeah. i've never had a xanax um, i hear good things yeah it was nice i mean i've taken probably like five my whole life but uh, the times i've taken them it's really not it's really, i mean yeah it takes the edge off i guess <laughs> but um yeah so oh. we're advocating for ids people <laughs> taking xanax what else um talk to the you know talk to your doctor <laughs> yes yeah um but yeah that's interesting i'm i'm glad that you're being supported by nick and we look forward to hearing about your journey, Laura. Thanks. I look forward to hearing about your career journey. <laughs> Thank you. We'll both support each other in our in our not everything goes planned plans. Yeah. You know what? Everything works out eventually. It does. For both of us. It does. I'm sure. Life throws you curveballs and you go with them. Uh, all right. On that note, are you ready to talk about what's in the news? Yeah. What have you been reading about? Well, I was reading New York Mag, Science of Us. One of our faves. I love Science of Us. So um, Olivia Campbell wrote about how keeping secrets isn't so bad for you after all, with one exception. Dun, dun, dun. Um, the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology surveyed 1,000 people about the nature and extent of their secrets. So that's like what kinds of secrets they kept and like from who, who they told, all that stuff, they found out that the average respondent was keeping 13 secrets, five of which they had never told anyone before. The most common secret that people had told um, at least a few people about was that they told a lie. The most common secret that they kept entirely to themselves was that they had extra relational thoughts or romantic thoughts about other people. Oh. Which is interesting. So that's like... I guess you don't want to tell other people because then like people think like... Oh, their relationship's not as good as I thought it was. Like people right. just or judge people just your relationship. feel more guilty about wanting to cheat than they do about like lying about things. That's interesting. About other things, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all about the pressure you put on yourself, it turns out, because they said um uh they found out that keeping a secret may not require the sort of potentially damaging mental gymnastics that previous studies presumed. In fact, people think about their secrets on their own far more frequently then they actively hide them from others. That's interesting. So you really mm -hmm. are, yeah, you're really you're like fixated on your secret. Yeah, this is kind of like we talked a lot last week about rumination. You like, you focus on like problems in your life and you ruminate about them and you like, you know, bring more negativity to your life. This is kind mm -hmm. of like that. You're like ruminating on your secrets. I guess it's also a little bit like how I was saying, like I project my insecurities onto Ian. Yeah. I'm like, stop judging me. Yeah. 
you're like just anticipating being judged as a secret keeper, I guess. Um, so, but it's actually not that bad for you. Um, they said that their previous work had shown the bigger the secret, the greater the potential harm to its keeper. But in this study, they looked more closely at what specifically was driving the connection between secret and well-being. And they found out that, yeah, it's how negative the keeper perceived it to be. What kind of secrets have you kept? Hmm. Hmm. I'm actually a pretty open person. I feel like I don't have a lot of secrets. Yeah. I feel like maybe I keep secrets about like the way I feel about certain people. Like I'm not good with confrontation. Mm -hmm. So like, like for example, like at work, if there's somebody that I don't like um, and somebody's like, oh, like, what do you think of that person? I'm just like, they're okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you're not like oh they suck aren't they the worst right i try not to which is like that's good half, that's half, a good like, thing i know half trying to protect myself but also just because like i'm not always comfortable and you never know who to trust that sort of stuff you know yeah you, you don't know who to trust you don't know who to you know vent to me you know yeah. i don't know them so that right. sucks but maybe exactly. I'll, I'll come to like an after work hang and i'll meet yeah. them so then when you're talking shit on them i'll at least like know who i can picture um what secrets <laughs> have you kept laura i was thinking about that i knew you were gonna ask me right after i said the asked you the question um i think i tell you most of my secrets yeah and uh, the podcast we tell our listeners all i know our secrets. i mean i just told a secret about my missing my my the stuff that's missing in my body was a secret oh not you know what here so i have a secret that i've never i'm not going to tell you guys the secret but i'm going to tell you like the events surrounding it all my friends like so that my first boyfriend who was like not really a boyfriend it was like somebody that i dated for a month in high school it was one of those kinds of boyfriends um we went to the movies and we made out and he did something weird and I refuse to tell anybody what it was. This is like a secret I'm going to take to the grave. But it involved him doing something weird to my body. At the movie theater? At the movie theater. I'm not going to tell any of you what it was, but it was weird. Wait, I really want to know. No, this is actually... Is it inappropriate to do in a movie theater? Yeah, well, we were making out. Yeah. It was with his hands. It was with his hands. It was the first time that I... Did he like finger you in the theater? It, it, no, he tried. Did he put a piece of popcorn? Basically, he tried. Up your and vagina. I think he didn't understand female anatomy. He put a piece of popcorn up your vagina. He basically just, well, no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. He was just like there was tugging. There was tugging. He pulled at the lips. He was basically tugging. He pulled at the lips. He lift. basically gave me a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's my biggest secret. <laughs> He clear he was clearly Laura at the lips. Laura is a journalist because she just got me to reveal my deepest, darkest secret. And I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Why did he pull? And it was like one of the first people I've That's ever made out with. So I was so... like, is that supposed to happen? Because <laughs> that doesn't feel good. <laughs> I mean, also, you don't want that to happen because like gravity already does that to the lips, you know? Right. There's <laughs> <laughs> like women pay a lot of money to get that corrected. Yeah. He was like damaging yeah your youthful very strange (laughs) (laughs) um i mean i told a secret last week my big secret was when i was like hooking up with that guy in high school who had a girlfriend and i like literally didn't tell a friend 
Remember? That's a pretty good secret. I, I like kept that for it's very juicy. I kept that for like 12 years until the, I got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to know what I've been reading? Yes. I've also been reading Science of Us by Lisa Ryan. It's about tricking yourself into thinking you're over a breakup is key to getting over a breakup. A recent study found that when it comes to getting over a broken heart, the key to moving on is simpler than we all think. All you got to do is trick yourself into thinking you're over it. So uh, a team of University of Colorado Boulder researchers looked at the neurological and behavioral effects that placebos had on people who had gone through, quote, an unwanted romantic breakup within the past six months. So they got 40 participants in a study, and each of the participants had to bring a picture of their ex. And during the process, so they were like looking at the ex and, you know, the people were getting really sad. Um, during the process, they had the participants the they gave them like some nasal spray oh. and half of the participants were told that the nasal spray was a powerful analgesic effect in reducing emotional pain while the other half was told that this was just a saline solution uh spoiler alert this was just a saline solution uh so some, of, some of the girls thought that they were snorting something up their nose that would make them feel less pain yeah like a was it like like did, a new they were medicine like, oh, cocaine <laughs> yeah exactly, pretty much um the participants then went back into this brain imaging machine and those in the placebo placebo group were found to feel less pain and feel better emotionally than their brain and their brain responded differently when they saw a picture of their ex. So just being told that, oh, this like nasal spray will make you get over your breakup, like actually helped them get over their breakup, which I think is fascinating. So I think the way we can put this to use is like if you have a friend that's going through a breakup and like won't get over it, you you literally just tell them you're over it. Or like find a way to be like, you're over it. Or go to the drugstore, get some saline solution, uh, be like, oh, I got this like special magic medicine and you spray it and it gets you over a breakup. And like, hopefully they didn't read the study and know that it's bullshit. And then maybe it will really help them. I think it could. The mind is a weird thing. The study's author, Leonie Coben, said, quote, doing anything that you believe will help you feel better will probably help you feel better. So the study suggests it might be a good idea to do something that might actually make us think we're moving on, even if we really aren't, which I find is very fascinating. You have the control, guys. You have the control. It's in you. It is in you. All right. We are going to jump into the mailbox. But first, let's take a quick moment to thank some of our sponsors. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox? Well, I'm really excited because first up, we have some scary messages, which is one of our favorite things to read. Yes. Some, some, I think they're from Tinder, perhaps. Um, Angie sent these in. Oh. Also excited for fellow Angie. Are they, this is not, these are not from you. These are not from me. These are not secretly from you. Got it. Um, so she she wrote in, she said, the sad part is this is one of the most respectful ones. Why do men think that this is appropriate? Um, and this is what he said. Well, first of all, his profile says, definitely looking for some ass and having a hookup. I love petite ladies as I'm only 5'8", but I've got plenty of size where it counts with a winky face. Uh, he says, curvy slash bigger ladies are very sexy. What guy doesn't like size on tits and especially size on a girl's ass? Don't be self-conscious about your bodies. It's honestly a turnoff and kind of a cock block. If you've got tinnies and a vagina and want me inside you, swipe right. Wow. That's a guy named Frank. 
Frank. Frank, uh, he lives in Illinois. It says his university, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, th- these are two different guys, Angela. So that guy's just the profile. Then she also sent us some, a message. Right. It looks like. Um, but yeah, Frank, uh, girls that are in Illinois, watch out for Frank. Unless you have uh, titties and a vagina. And, a vagina. <laughs> well, and you want different. him inside he also, you. He says he likes petite ladies. He likes bigger ladies. He's open minded. He, he's open minded. Yeah. And he doesn't want you to be self-conscious about your body. I mean, I like his positive body. Well, I know because he's like, don't be self-conscious because it uh, like makes my dick soft. <laughs> like he's yeah. like, he's, he literally says it's kind of a cock block. Yeah. There's another way to say that, Frank, is just to say like, I love a confident lady. I think like all bodies are beautiful. That's like a positive yeah. way to get your message across. And I think that's what you're going for. Right. I just think you need some uh, message help with the message. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he would definitely like get way more swipes if he changed it to exactly what you just said. I know. Maybe we should like reach out to Frank and be like, Frank, Frank, your message is fucking you up, bro. But like I get I'm reading between the lines and you're you're very you've got a positive, you know, body image message you're trying to put out there and you're just going about it the wrong way, bro. Mm, nah fuck frank all right he also she also sent a message that frank sent and then we're going to read one more oh god message from someone else so frank said what's up angelina how are you if you want to have some fun and hook up sometime message me you look hispanic you are my type even oh, sorry you are my type haha even better how's my jawline want it between your legs lol with like a little tongue out oh smiley. god i take everything back frank frank has a lot going on in his head and he needs to filter he needs to filter it a hundred percent. You want my jawline between? By the way, Frank, when you are between our legs, we can't see your jaw. All we see is your forehead. Like your so the jaw. More, like who the, cares about your jaw? No. The more appropriate thing, if you actually want to say this, Frank, is hey, do you like my forehead? Is it a nice <laughs> forehead? Because that's all you will be able to see when you are between our legs. P.S. It's true. Like hey, I don't have a bald spot that you have to look at. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. My forehead doesn't my forehead doesn't get too shiny. No need to worry. There won't be like a shiny bowling ball in between your legs when I am in between your legs. We can't see your jawline, Frank. Do you know how this works? Or how about just wait till we say hi until you start talking about between our legs? Yeah. Anyway, next up we have I think his name is Ken. He's also from Illinois. He wrote to our friend Angie saying, hi, I'm Kenny. I'm attracted to you, but I'm going to throw what I'm looking for exactly since after reading and going through your profile. I think he missed the word out. I'm going to throw out what I'm looking. Yeah. Uh, And answer questions. I think you're willing to give me a chance. I want a commitment, but starts off physically. I will do anything you want to please you. Anything. I love going down on a woman and will always please you first before getting mine. Angie is getting a lot of offers for cunnilingus. Okay, so here's what I think. I think that these guys, they really need to put their mindset in the mindset of a woman. They're thinking like as a man, like, you know, what would I like? I would love if a girl was straight up like, I'll give you a blowjob. Right. Like, hello, may I blow you? Yes. Girls don't work that way, bro. Not at all. No. We know you're going to want to go down on us. Guys like to do that. That's not a surprise. Like... (laughs) Like, you don't need to tell. That's not what's going to get us to message you. I mean, right? Like, I can't imagine, even if, like, that's all I was looking for, like, finesse it. Finesse it. I want to know, any females listening to this podcast, like, would you write back to these guys? Are you on these just to look for someone to go down on you? I get it. Sometimes you just want to hook up and you actually want that. But, like, they're probably going to do that, right? If you wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. 
no, like no guy's gonna be like no thank you no thanks right, right? i don't right know in. i genuinely girls am i like ladies? am i stereotyping men what right in guys what would you do if you got a message like this yeah girls when we spy guys we mean girls girls right, right in or, or guys or guys <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. All right. We got a question though. Now too. we, yes, we also have a question from Denise in Arizona. Hi, Denise. Hey, Denise. She says, for the past two months or so, I've been consistently dating this guy, Joseph. For starters, we are not boyfriend and girlfriend, or at least I don't know. He doesn't like to talk about feelings. He is already great. Uh, <laughs> he, he is this cool former frat guy, and I am essentially the book nerd who is pre med. I mean, girl, you sound better. You, but. Yeah, he's you're fulfilling some some porn fantasies, that's right. for sure. She says, um, so he goes out a lot, and I don't have a problem with that because he is young and deserves to have fun. She's open-minded. I love her. Yeah. Yesterday, he is out with his buddies, and they got bottle service, and he posted a snap of the waitress bent over in front of him, boobs and all. Oh, okay. All right. Um, what are you seeing in the sky again? Yeah. She says, I got really annoyed when I saw that, but the question is, do I have a right to be annoyed? Because one, he is 26. Okay. The age is like, doesn't matter. He's actually like way too old to be doing that. Yeah. And uh, he could be 18 doing that. It's still not an excuse. So that's not like really how you treat women. Uh, Two, I get the guys check out girls like it's going out of style. Mm, I feel like there's a difference between like checking a girl out and posting a snap like that. And three, uh, she said she something. Says, yes, I said something to him. She, this is what she said to him. She wants to know if this was okay. She says, I would, I would have rather told you this in person, but you had too much to drink. So I figured probably not the best time. I know I live a different lifestyle compared, compared to, to you, compared yeah. to you. Yeah. And that is not a problem. I want you to have fun and enjoy your time with your friends. Just like I know that guys will never stop checking out a good looking girl that walks by. But when I saw the snap of the bottle service waitress bent over in front of you, I was like, really? Not the best feeling in the world. I, I need to know if, if he wrote back or did yeah. she, is this what she wants to say? She says she said that. Oh, well, I need to know what he said back. This is crazy. All right. Well, let's pretend she didn't say anything. I mean, what would you do in this situation? I mean, I understand why she's like, oh, am I crazy for being mad? It's just a picture. Girls let so much stuff go, though, at the beginning or like they think like, oh, I don't I don't want to be like the stereotype of like a naggy girl. I want to like I'm like a cool girl. I'm a cool girl. I'm like, right. I'm the book girl. This is lifestyle. Like I'm a chill girl. Like girls let so much shit slide. It's insane. It is. And like, is it grounds for dumping somebody like just that picture, that isolated thing? No, but it also just doesn't bode well about what kind of guy he is i feel like because like when i think of like any quality guy like any guy i've ever had a crush on or like any good guy they wouldn't do that no no they wouldn't do it they'd be respectful they just like just like tacky and cheesy and like not respectful also yeah he is 26 like he's not he's like not that young and I don't know. And you, it seems like it, even if you're not sure that he's your boyfriend, the fact that you even think that he might be means like you guys are pretty serious. You see each other pretty frequently and you talk a lot. Right. This was a snap. Yeah. He didn't like post this on Instagram. Right. No, I don't. That, I mean, that would be that would be bad. I mean, it's all bad. But like, yeah, posting it on Instagram is just that would be so lame. Like. Let yeah. me let this live forever. I saw a hot girl once. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Yeah, I know it is funny how like it matters the platform, but I really do. Th- I think it does. I, I still think it's like kind of douchey to be like, oh, look, boobs, huh? you know, <laughs> like boobs in my face. Whoa. It's just like not 
he's just like not a classy guy. I don't, she just has to think like, I, I still want to know what she likes about this guy. And that I haven't I think heard she likes, in the email. She says like, he's a cool former frat guy. Like, I think she likes that. He's a different type than she's used to. Yeah. Like maybe she hasn't dated like the cool guy before, which I don't know. I think cool guys are kind of overrated sometimes, but. So honestly, then maybe like, maybe she like thinks she should be mad at this, but maybe she like genuinely isn't. Maybe she's kind of getting like turned on by the fact that like she's dating this frat guy who's like posting pictures of boobs, but then like coming home to hook up with her. Like, I'm just saying there's nothing wrong with that. She just has to like know what she's getting into because I didn't really. It sounds like it bothered her. It did a little bit, but she's also like making excuses and she's asking, like, do I have a right to be annoyed? And I kind of think that's the wrong question. The question is like, are you annoyed? And she said, I got really annoyed, but she still knows she's dating this frat guy. And I mean, I don't know. I just know like, you know, Nick would never do that. That would be insane. You know? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it would be really weird. So I wouldn't date someone that was doing that. Why would it be that weird if Ian was doing it? I just can't. It's, it would not be his personality to do that. Yeah. It's very, it's just, yeah, it's douchey. It's very douchey. (laughs) We personally. Also, I don't think Ian's ever gotten bottle service. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I mean, this is how I I don't. Yeah. You, you go first. You go first. I was just going to reiterate, like, I don't think it's like, don't dump him. Don't freak out about this, but keep an eye on him. Just keep an eye. You know, I like that. And I think she just needs to do a little more self-exploration because there is no cut and dry rule of what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. You make your own rules in relationships and like you set your own boundaries. I literally, I just read like an entire article in the New York Times today about like this new trend of open relationships. And I just like opened my mind like, you know what? No judges. Okay. Like you really can't judge <laughs> but you have people. to establish those boundaries. Exactly. First. Exactly. So she needs to do some soul searching and realize like, she knows she's dating this frat guy is she cool with this and if she's like okay with dating someone that like thinks it's cool when he sees boobs in his face (laughs) then like then like more power to you like get turned on by that but if that's not the kind of guy you want then 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 you need to say something and if he doesn't want to change you need to like date someone different that's how I feel. It's really up to you. It's yeah. really up to you. If you guys want your listener questions answered, or if you have funny text messages from an app you want to share, email us at contact at this is why your single show.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website. You can also watch videos of us, see some pictures we took together. You can also check out the latest podcast. If you don't know where to find it, that's always on our website. Lots of fun stuff on this is why your single show.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is not everything goes as planned. Yes. Sometimes that can mean many things. For Angela, it was job stuff. For me, it was my body. The person that you expect to wind up with might not be the person that you end up with. The friends that you expect to be at your wedding might not be there. The uh, All different things. Anything in life can happen and not go as planned, right? Yeah, it's true. And it's, it's all about how you handle it. Yeah, you think when you're a kid, you're like, oh, these friends are going to be my best friends. They're going to like be at my wedding. And like you grow apart from friends. Uh, you grow apart from people. It, it can it can really mean that you just can't like plan your whole life and be like, I'm going to marry this person and I'm going to have three kids and like a picket fence and blah, blah, blah. Right. But I think as long as you're prepared, as prepared as you can be, that that stuff changes unexpectedly and you, you got to roll with the punches, then yeah, you'll, you'll be okay. What else, can you think of anything else that hasn't gone planned in your life? Hmm. I mean, I feel like the where I am, like I feel like I would have never imagined a lot of the stuff in my life, yeah, being the way it is. 
Yeah, me neither. I thought I was going to be like a news reporter, like covering wildfires. That's what I, that's what I studied. I was going to be an art teacher. Really? Yeah. Like painting? Like, no, probably like watercolor for like early childhood. Oh, it's like little kids. But that's what I initially went to school for. I didn't. I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah. I thought you just studied communications. No, I started out as an education major and I was like, oh, this is terrible. I hate this. Why would you hate it? Well, because I had you have to do like you can't just be an art teacher, at least in the program I was in. You have to like do like just general education. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm just not... I guess I'm not an authoritative person and kids can sniff that out (laughs) (laughs) and then they go crazy. (laughs) Um, I was like, I just want to finger paint these kids are animals. (laughs) So I I always say it's like being a a nun, like you have to have a calling. You have to be, you have to have a calling to be a nun. You have to have a calling to be a teacher. And I did not have the calling. Wait, so early on in college, they like they throw some kids in your face and they're like, well, deal with these kids. You do before you do student teaching, you do like student observation, which is supposed to just be like you in the corner of the room with a notebook creepily like watching and taking notes. But then like the teacher's always like, oh, like get involved. It's like, oh, I'll do this, which is great. Like if you, if you want to be doing that stuff, that's like, you're like, oh yeah, this is fun. But I just found that I wasn't. That's great. They like throw you in with the herd. So you like can learn really quickly. This shit is not for me. I also remember the teacher had me like help her. They were doing like different letters. So she like wanted me to write like the the uppercase and the lowercase of each letter on like piece of paper. And then I did it for her. And she was like, oh, you don't have teacher handwriting. I was like, oh, what does that mean? That is that is a diss. If I ever heard you don't have teacher handwriting, whatever that means. I didn't have it. I mean, all my teachers like wrote completely illegibly. Like I could not read what they were saying. Maybe that's what she meant. I can. What she meant was, Angela, your handwriting's too nice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I'm sure. I'm so sure. That's interesting. Yeah, I definitely thought I would be covering like wildfires and like local murders. <laughs> <laughs> what a downgrade this is. I know. Now I'm talking about, uh, you know, blowjobs and masturbating. Right. And but like, I'm so happy that it worked out this way. Yeah, me too. You know, we were talking about like the other stuff, like the the figuring out my day job stuff and that's whatever. But like, I love what I'm doing creatively. Me too. I'm There's so glad I wound up in this place i love i love our book i love our show i'm like trying to work on another sketch show right now about feminist disney princesses and i'm like like i would never have like had the time for this or like i would have never even thought to be working on this if i was like yeah like interviewing a family whose like house just got burned down it's true and you it might have been a downer you know it totally would have i i mean i think about that a lot like how do you go home and have and be like today was a great day you know yeah. After something like that. I'm sure it's very hard. It's got to be hard. So yeah, I'm happy that things worked out. Just you got to keep an open mind that like not everything goes as planned. I have like a lot of friends right now that are, you know, they're, they're still dating and they are not like married or with somebody by whatever age they thought they were going to be. And they're kind of dealing with that. The like not everything going as going as planned issue. And um, I think everybody deals with it in some degree in their in their life at some point. There's yeah. no way everything is going to go as planned, you know? Right. But to give it a positive spin, like, I feel like if I hadn't gone through certain breakups, it, I would have maybe like, it would have also affected other things in my life. I might not have ever found comedy. I might not have started taking classes. I might not have ever met you. So like, good things come out of that, like, 
when good things don't work out, sometimes other good things happen. I could not agree more. It's like the butterfly effect, yeah. I think. Maybe the butterfly sort of. effect is something completely okay. different, but... Kind of. We have to ask Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, it makes sense in my head. All right. On that note, it is time for our Reason of the Week Breakdown. Not everything goes as planned, but sometimes that means being pleasantly surprised by the outcome. Like we said, we remember some of history's most famous inventions bored out of boo-boos in this week's game. This is why you're singles. Silver Linings Playbook. Woohoo! So I'm going to describe um, something that went wrong that led to a great invention. And Laura has to guess the invention. All right. I'm excited. I'm passing over the famous... Right and wrong game show bells to you, Angela. To Thank be you. In, Thank you, Laura. To, to be in charge of. Uh, I'm ready to play this game. I am up for the challenge. Great. Okay. First invention. This invention was brainstormed when its creator found burrs clinging to its puppy's fur after a hike. Birds clinging? Burrs, like like um, oh. like in the woods. Like He was like, oh no, my puppy. Uh <laughs> oh no, my puppy. <laughs> it was a bad situation, okay. is what I'm getting at, but then it was good. Okay, so a puppy's fur is like very soft and birds are very spiky. Yeah. So those things have to go to uh uh like a tape thing. Velcro? Close. <gasps> really? Yes. That was really good. Oh my god. Good job. Thanks. Wow. Good thinking. All right. All right. We'll, Next thing. We'll afford, or not we'll afford. Jeopardy, here I come. <laughs> um, yeah. If this, if they did a silver linings playbook round, you would win the big money. Okay. This invention was created when a dumb lab assistant accidentally poured carbonated water into a headache cure. Oh, I mean, all sodas taste like freaking cough syrup. Coca-Cola. <gasps> You're so good at this. I mean, I don't drink soda, so I'm. I think it tastes like medicines. That one was e e z. They do say you're supposed to drink Coke when you have a headache, right? Do who says that? I've heard it, that the caffeine, uh, right? Your headache will be gone, and you'll also like die ten years earlier. All right, one Coke a month won't kill you guys. <laughs> All right. Um, this invention started as a failed aid for heart pains. A failed aid for heart pain. Um. I mean, that doesn't really give me much. Do you want a hint? Yeah, I do. It's a pill. Well, yes. <laughs> but like, what does the pill do now? Well, that would be the answer. All right. All right. As- I mean, but aspirin does help you with your with your heart. So I don't. Okay. I'm- <laughs> it's Viagra. Really? Yeah. I thought like Viagra can give you a heart attack. You would think. I Don't they say like your heart has to be healthy enough to take Viagra in all the commercials? I don't. Maybe that's why it was a failed aid for heart pain. <laughs> they're like, oh, they're wait, like, this is making it worse. But their the penis is great. Yeah. I don't know how they figured that one out. Okay. All right. This company was about to go bankrupt because their wallpaper cleaner didn't work. And then they found a new use for it. Wallpaper cleaner? Yeah. So it wasn't like helping remove wallpaper. No, it was like cleaning the dirt on wallpaper. Oh, I didn't know that that's like a thing. I didn't know you need something different. Well, it didn't work out. Uh, I mean, I have no idea. Windex? Wrong. What is it? It's Play-Doh. They were using Play-Doh? They were sticking Play-Doh to the wall. All right. You need to give me some better hints because how in the world? Wait, they were sticking Play-Doh on. And then I love that they're like, oh, what do we do with all this? Like, well, my kid really likes to like 
you know, uh, I let my kid like play around with all the cleaning supplies, which is always great <laughs> for children. Right. Can you eat Play-Doh? You can. Right? And I think, no, there's some that is edible. I know. I always but, wanted like, the, to. The one that you like make at home, like with you, make, I don't know, my mom used to make it out of like, I think flour and water and some other Aww. stuff. But, but I think like regular Play-Doh, you're definitely like not supposed to eat, but kids do. So they must, <laughs> it must not make you die. Oh, good. All right. Last round or last question. This invented... Sp- sorry, wait, what? All right. Sorry. These springs were invented to keep the sensitive instruments aboard a ship from rocking, but the springs kept falling to the ground. The spring... Oh, Slinky. <gasps> Yay! Yay! Oh, th- these are good. This was a good game. Right? Th- that was all of them? That was all of them. Did I get like, I think I got like half right, right? Yeah, you were pretty good. I was doing pretty good if I do say so. Well, I, I hope that was helpful just to show, yeah, it kind of goes with what we were saying. Not everything goes as planned and sometimes something goes even better than you would have thought. That's right. We hope we've cleared up this week's reason. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook is available on Audible if you like listening to our voices. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for having a fun day with me. Thanks for being vulnerable today, Angela. I felt very vulnerable. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing, Laura. Thank you for sharing. And thank you guys for listening. Um, if you want to look at our faces, you can follow us on Instagram or read our words on Twitter at your single show. Make sure to also like and subscribe on iTunes. You can also follow me on Instagram. I'm I'm like, wait, <laughs> personal plug, personal plug. Um, I'm Laura Lane Rad on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm just at Laura Lane. And I'm at Sparodactyl on everything. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>